Spags, we promised the people this stream when we hit 1K subs on the Splash Play channel. We are here at 7 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday. I have a cooler full of Modellos. What do we have on tap tonight? Well, we got some training camp news, including one surprising running back to make Kim Kardashian's next boyfriend odds. We also got to get one of the last puppy drafts that'll be out there in general and streamed. And of course, we're going to have a lot of fun today. A double episode with this and the randomizer right after this intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend of mine, Pete Overzet. And Pete, we've got no time to waste because the puppy's 99% fill, and I won't even waste time with our antics because that's how badly we have to get in before the contest gives up. I was just doing a little math. There's about a thousand more entries left, which would be about 83 drafts. I feel like these are filling like what every 20 to 30 seconds. So. Uh, maybe even faster than that. Maybe we have like 20 minutes, but I don't want to flirt flirt with uh, with death here if everyone's firing hard. Well, do you know how, do you know how many I got it in the last two days just trying to get into the, the cut line of what I was hoping to max it out? It's not going to get maxed out, but I gave it my best shot. Uh, what I'm what did you get to 120? Uh, just shy of 120. Yeah, I think actually my final number I have to check because I was running five at a time today <laughs> just to try to get some in the mix. Uh, we also have to establish the rules of our power hour we're going to be doing to celebrate today. But I did, in fact, get to 117 entries in the puppy three. Wow. Hey, Spags, are you impressed? The past two times you've had me guess, I think on your BBM entries and now on puppy, I've been like scarily close without any insider information. Now, I, honestly, you are so deep inside my head because that's the kind of <laughs> podcast partnership we have that gets you to a thousand subs on YouTube. And Pete, I didn't even tell you we're officially YouTube partners now. We're a uh, subject for monetization, subject for super chats. So we are live officially on the Splash Play channel. Also subject to demonetization and subject to lose our partnership rights at a moment's notice. I don't think that's going to happen. That feels unlikely, <laughs> but let's hit the answer button. Of course, the power hour is going on. So Pete, are we drinking every pick? Are we drinking every minute? What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Help us out here. You know, a well-produced podcast would have planned this drinking game out in advance. We would have had a little graphic made. We would have done all those things, but that we are not. Let's figure this out on the fly. I have a cooler packed of Modelo's. I like, um, Definitely every running back we select is a big pull for sure. That's a I've pull. Got, Let, let's I've see it in the chat. I've got six beers in total, so I'm ready for whatever, prepared for anything. And even went with real beer. I was thinking about bringing a, a mix of uh, lemonade, and uh, I think it's like a malt beverage. It's a lemonade and iced tea. It's so good, but I felt like that wouldn't fit the criteria for a power hour, and you'd make fun of me and, and, and probably insult me in some fashion. Okay, yeah. We'll, this is what we'll do. We'll take a shot of, of our beer every pick. Okay. Double shot for running backs. And then if the chat comes up with any other creative suggestions, we will uh, we will potentially add those. So I'm thinking right now, double shot for running back. I am liking the idea of a hyper-fragile build, just saying. Specs. <laughs> I mean, I guess for the entertainment value, I will say in my puppy drafts to cram them in, I do do some hyper-fragile builds, some anchor RB builds, some uh, superhero RB builds. So I was doing a little bit of everything today, Pete, just in the hopes of trying to keep my brain functional while doing four to five drafts at a time. Yeah, I uh, I wish I had that luxury. Some of us have to work. Some of us have to do stuff. Some of us still have to make content. You know, uh, we can't just fucking 
plan for our big drinking night while drafting 19 puppy teams. Well, I will say I actually was in uh, two drafts. I think our pal Pat Corain was both table like at the same time. Again, we're on the clock though. Um, I feel like if you want to take a running back, we can, but Justin Jefferson at four. I mean, my God, the value we're not passing on Justin Jefferson. Let's cheers to that spags. Hmm. Mm. Justin Jefferson, the new Cooper Cup, the People's Cooper Cup. You're getting him at that discount. How could you not take it? We do have to. I mean, this this Antonio Brown quote was out of this world. Did you see this? I did. So should I read it out here? Or do we want to? Yeah, read it I out. I want to switch it out. between screens while we're trying to do drafts and drink at the same time. But Antonio Brown tweets today as part of really a lot of weird Bucks news or former Bucks news going on, and it almost reads like a click hole quote. But re, uh, yeah. The tweet- <laughs> The tweet from him says, my biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off, doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I could watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Pete, this is exactly the argument I had when I was talking about rewatching our streams. So I think I'm full <laughs> yeah. team Antonio Brown right here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely incredible. And what's so great about that is when, you know, Tom Brady has some like cool, funny, you know, social media posts. It's like, you know, how manufactured this was from like a team of 19 social media interns. When Antonio Brown fires this, like I picture him on like a chaise lounge dictating this to like his homie who's going to like a- have a graphic designer they found on Fiverr whip this up into a graphic and then post it on Twitter. Like I, in my head, this was very, uh, these guys just got high and came up with this idea and thought it would be funny, which makes it all the better. Yeah, I mean, that's like a thing that I know that a lot of the pro wrestling Twitters do where there's one guy who was like a former wrestler in the 90s who hired a guy to do like woke tweets for him so he starts to get booking fees at conventions and whatever. Uh, Buff Bagwell, if you are a wrestling fan out there that cares to know that kind of thing. But I honestly thought this was like a parody at first. Like I read it and was like, oh, is he just like posting some screenshot? And I think this is legitimately a screed from his head. And there's also the reply guys who are like, oh, don't indulge with this. He's clearly off the deep end. I don't know if he's now so far off the deep end that it's starting to make sense, but I'm vibing with this new Antonio Brown. I like what he's doing. I do too. Um, you know, hope he gets the help he needs, but also good content. Uh, let's check in on some of these suggestions here. Every, we're all on a board, uh, a board with two drinks when you draft an RB here. Tyler wants us to hit some of the buzzwords. If we do say the word uh, week 17 or correlation, we can drink. Um, drink if Montgomery falls past pick 75, we can do that. Um, let's see. Triple shot for every bonk. If Spags does something bonk worthy and I have to bonk him, he does have to do a triple shot. I like that one. Um, let's see here. I think that's it. Uh, drink every time you reach for Camara to compensate for ETR gaslighting the community. <laughs> I started reading that one before I knew what the full thing was. Wow, what a loaded comment there. Um, all right, that's I a strong accusation by Connor. Are we part of a blood feud with Connor and Alvin Kamara and ETR that I was completely unaware of? I don't even think ETR is particularly like that high on, on Camara. Or is he saying they're low on them? I have no fucking clue, but uh, I like that angle. Well, either way, we got some things to drink to here. And the people before the show, I think it was, uh, who was in the chat? Was it David? No, somebody asking about the amount of bonks here. Drew, who was one of the first guys in the chat, was saying the over-under was five bonks for me in the show. Now you're going to penalize me for bonks, and I feel like I have to be hyper, hyper-aware, hyper-fragile, really, with my bonks. Yeah, no, you are you are hyper-fragile for sure. Uh, no, general. you're, you're going to – the thing about the bonks is – I spags can't be contained. You can think you're going to censor yourself, but once you have a few of these beers flowing, what, what kind of ABV are you working on? I'm, I'm guessing you have a much higher ABV than me. 
So I actually went with my lowest ABV one. I think this is 6%. So I actually doesn't have it displayed prominently. So hopefully it's 6%. Uh, but I'm pretty sure this level up one, which I've given free ads to on the Friday streams, of course, which are part of the Splash Play channel. I'm also noticing, Pete, that uh, we had some flooding in the basement. And I'm realizing it now got to this room, too, because my feet are slightly damp as we go. So great vibes as we are up on the clock. Um, all right. This is actually a pretty gross range. I feel gaslit already. I'm fine to take Tyreek Hill. I'm fine to go full piss boy with you here. I I've been taking a little Tyreek. I've not been taking much Mike Evans. So I started to get a little bit today because I was taking Christian McCaffrey because that's what happens when you're doing five drafts at a time. Tyreek, uh, apparently a lot of slinging the ball around of Tua. So I'll take a sip for it. And I'm glad we're not taking running backs in this pristine zero RB build thus far. I like how they're, you know, there's training camp buzz and there's things that beat reporters say and they have their players they fall in love with. Oh, this guy, best shape of his life. He's tearing it up. I do like that. I don't think I've seen a single piece of positive buzz about Tua that wasn't from Tyreek Hill, but it's been so consistent that I believe it. Like Tyreek Hill in my head at this point is just um, a reliable journalist. And I feel like we have to trust him about how good Tua is. I mean, I'm willing to buy in. I'm looking for any reason to take Tyree because people seem to not draft him a lot. I know people are down on him with the move from Kansas City, but I feel like he lines up a lot with the builds I like to make, and I'm tired of reaching for T. Higgins ahead of ADP. So Tyreek, if he's going to fall, I'm, I'm happy to buy in whatever hype he's spinning out there for Tua and himself. That's when you know you're a true best ball grinder, when you get bored with the optimal <laughs> plays and then you feel like you have to switch it up just out of pure boredom. Um, I don't mind taking Nick Chubb here with a double shot. I mean, I feel like we got to do it just for the drinking, but I, Michael Pittman's also pretty good. <laughs> Chargers Ugh. are pretty good. I don't mind them. Um, if we were to do something here, wait, did Kyle Kyle Pitts went three two? Okay, we're in a crazy draft. Let's go wide receiver. Uh, okay. let's go DJ Moore. Just fuck it. Let's go DJ Moore. All right, DJ Moore. I mean, just one drink for me. That's fine. Nick Chubb. I'm buying into less the the more that we're seeing a, a higher likelihood of no Deshaun Watson. But hey, so wide receivers. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I don't mind the Chargers guys. I don't mind Pittman. But if we're getting loose and we're having fun and we're just going out there and getting our guys, let's get fucking DJ Moore, man. I like Pittman, though, because like if you're not taking Jonathan Taylor again, we talk about this a lot on the show. You're making a bet for somebody else. I feel like Pittman's one of those guys you're making a bet for. So you take Pittman. Maybe you take Hines, too. Throw in some Matt Ryan. Now we're cooking with fire, baby. I don't know if I um. I don't know if I fully track that. Like in general, I do like the idea of like leveraging your decisions. You pass on chase purposefully. You go out of your way to get Higgins. I do like that general logic thought tree. I just don't know if it checks out for me with the Colts. I really do think that Jonathan Taylor is going to be like a rising tide lifts all boats thing for that offense. And so I worry about like the scenarios where you're fading Jonathan Taylor. I just don't know. To me, then it's like the whole offense is worse. Right. Whereas in like, say, really good offenses like the Bengals or the Chiefs or the Bills, you remove one of those guys, they can still have their identity and kind of fill in around that. Whereas with the Colts, if Taylor isn't great, I just worry about the whole offense not being good. And so that that's kind of my concern there of why that doesn't check out for me with Pittman. I mean, we got a couple of running back pigs in the room, so I'm just going to point out to so you guys taking three running backs in a row for the first three rounds. So kudos to them scarfing up the running backs. Uh, but I think the logic for me with Taylor would just be that 
he was one of the lowest scoring average points per game running backs in the last five years. I think the data says, so that's one thing that, you know, that stands out 22 fantasy points per game is where he was last year, but also it's just that like he could be good. He could still even be a top five, top 10 running back and not be quite as important then. And my thesis has just been that running backs this year are not going to be as good. They're not going to be the players that people have banked on in fantasy for the last 15 years. And I think that's why it's me. Like you take Pittman, you take Hines and, and there's a lot of Hines hype right now. Hines is starting to get go high. It's at least puppy drafts down the home stretch like i think heinz hype is high enough that you know i'm glad i got him where i did but i still don't mind buying in yeah um as zions points out money is raining in we should hit 1k subs more often <laughs> clearly people look at us on stream and they're like these guys look like they could use 20 dollars <laughs> or five dollars which you know fair enough i get it i get it well, um, I know you're not a super chat grinder, Pete, and you're happy to get them. I do know from some people in the creator community that they say like super chats are the most profitable thing. You know, granted, uh, this I'm, I'm sure more so for busty Americans <laughs> than it would be for Pete and I necessarily. But I do think that that's something that super chat money is, is good if you are actively soliciting for it like a panhandler. Hang on. The the world is back in order. Scott No Sharp here misinterpreted uh, my point here, which was the logic tree of if the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor, I don't think Michael Pittman is a giant beneficiary. I think the entire offense is worse. It's not saying anything about it. I've on the record on this show touting fucking Philip Lindsay as being a great backup. And then I had to battle people on that. So if your thesis is true, Philip Lindsay will be solid in that offense. Fuck off, Scott. <laughs> welcome to splash play gabe davis uh yeah sure why not let's keep it i love that you're playing right to my wheelhouse four receivers to start even though that is illogical by most people's builds but i'll take a drink uh, no. that. i did uh i had one draft that i have going right now it's a slow puppy draft and normally when i do you know the true zero rb builds i definitely am getting at least one elite tight end or an elite QB, if not both, you know, preferably. But I have this one right now where I went legitimately seven straight receivers, tight end, and then like four running backs, another tight end, got my other running back, and now my last three picks are going to be quarterback. And you know what? I don't even hate it. I don't even hate it that much. I got Fryermuth and uh, and TJ Hawkinson as my tight end, so I think that's fine. And then we're just going to raw dog it with three QBs, but just a, the most gorgeous wide receiver crew you've ever seen. Specs. It is really nice to get a lot of good receivers. That's where I think I got addicted to zero RB builds is like, Oh, it's just so much fun to get a bunch of good receivers. But some of the builds too, that I took that I think Pete, you logically poke some holes in with like all rookies, all these rookies are now 20 picks higher ADP wise. And we're back on the clock here and feels like we could take George Kittle. <laughs> This is this is a Kittle build through and through. I mean, Mahomes is kind of interesting. You could backdoor stack him, but uh, Juju's already off the board. I say we go Kittle here. Okay, I'll drink. What's an elite tight end worth? I feel like for me, in terms of my happiness, that's an entire beer. But in terms of this game, I guess no no bonus attached. Cheers. Yeah, I think I'm about to uh, I'm about to kill this first first beer here. Oh, okay. So you're ahead of me then. I should drink faster though. I, I mean, I feel like, I don't know what the metric is for success here because I don't want to ruin the randomizer. Like I can joke about ruining Pete's various franchises. The randomizer is serious. Like to the point that uh, Pete's serious XM co-host, Kendall Valenzuela, following me on Twitter today, presumably for the credibility that the randomizer has given me. Wait, what makes you, have you watched the randomizer? Last week, Ian Harditz ate dog food. What makes you think it's a serious show? I didn't see the Ian Harditz episode. I actually missed the last couple because of being on vacation. And I saw Daigle destroying his apartment, the clips about that. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like it is still your, you know, one of your flagship shows in the Pete Overzet brand. All right, but let's not, you know, conflate flagship shows with a serious show. Um, I will say I haven't been 
in the early iterations of the randomizer, which was born in the fires of the pandemic, I was drinking a lot more during those shows. You know, we're all in lockdown to watch that show. I was definitely more buzzed this year. You know, I can't just be getting drunk on random Thursday nights. Um, so they have, maybe, maybe that's what you're referring to. I've been a little bit more buttoned up as a host, but today Spags, we're going to let our freak flag fly. Well, there's also the period too, where I think uh, Jordan over at Fantasy Life was producing it. And it's like, oh, they're doing these cuts and like there's the fancy screens and all that. And I was like, oh boy, like I don't want to do the show this season. It's too much pressure for me to come on and get in, in any trouble for my antics. So uh, I, you know, I try to play it close to the vest when I know it's things that are important to you because that's the way I care, Pete. Uh, I'm never going to pass on our accountant teeing me up for a plug here. Spags, did you I see did. Pete's Best Ball Bros video for 2022? I did. I thought your Davis impression was fantastic. Did, are you, this is where, like, don't, I can already tell in the intonation of your voice that you're upset that you didn't get a more on the nose <laughs> homage in there. Is inviting you to randomizer not enough? No, I was glad to not make the cut because I feel like it would have been really hurtful to my ego if you're like, oh, the guy who just started doing best ball drafts and loves zero RB. Like, yeah, it's, it was teed up right there for you, Pete. You didn't take it, but I thought the Davis one was really good. Like, I, I enjoyed the video. I thought it was a very solid video. I watch everything on Deposit Kingdom. How could you not with short form content like that? You uh, see what what you're saving grace is you don't fall into a more universal archetype of best ball, bro. You're the guy that just started playing who went in their knowledge, you know, hyper speed and became a zero RB thought leader in about four weeks. And so that that was hard for me to, you know, portray in a way that everyone would understand. It's hard to pinpoint. Also, Joey in the chat pointing out one. I did a draft this afternoon and Spags had the 101 and he started the draft with three running backs. I feel wow. like that is actually 100% accurate. I took, I think, McCaffrey, Fournette, and Jones. So I, I'll, I'll finish this can for that. Um, let's see here. There's no way in hell we are taking David Montgomery or Elijah Mitchell. Drake London, I say, come on down. What's 17%? We need to be at least double the field. I mean, I, I won't argue. I don't know what's going on with this draft, but I'm going to keep taking everything you got because I get a cut of this if this goes live. And boy, I love these, love these wide receivers. You get a cut of it if I remember to name it. <laughs> I you know what's like so funny if, about that? I was if actually one of thinking us about win something during like you know. I think we have to actually review the timestamps to make sure because I've also gotten kind of lazy on naming things, and I, and I feel like there's a chance that one of ours could slip through the cracks and actually was a good build that we drafted. Uh, wow. Lunchable just flying close to the sun, sending $20 super chats, drafting and at 5% battery while watching the stream. We pray for you and your future endeavors here. That is a tightrope walk there. Um, what was I going to say? Something genius. Uh, I'm sure. Oh no. I, I was saying we did have a stretch goal drinking game for David Montgomery. I believe if it was, he, if he slid past pick 75, but he does go at pick 70. That said, I will give the audience a cheers okay. there. Sure. Why hmm. not? All right. You let's wanna, see here. Oh, okay. I have a, well, let's, let's make the pick here. I have a mini drinking game for you that we can do, but <laughs> you want to take some Josh Jacobs? Probably no, not. fuck no. Uh, Week 17 I, I, correlation though. Hopkins or Pollard? Pollard. Hang on. My co-host. I'll just re I'll pull up the, the chat before reading it. It's not just busty streamers getting super chat spags. We doubled our super chat income after Pete's infamous nip slip. Congrats on the one K boys. We do have to bonk Brian for that though. Oh, a bonk for brick also means that we have to drink heavily. Is that how that yeah. three okay. drinks Great. for brick? Cheers. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Brick also and you mentioned correlation. You mentioned oh. correlation. Okay, well, sure. Mm. Yeah, this would have been the rule, Josh Jacobs. You have to just shotgun your entire beer on the spot. 
So here's, okay, so do you want to guess my top five exposed player and for everything, and the puppy three only, and everything you get wrong, you have to take a drink for? Your top five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll sure, give you, I'll, like... you could ask one question for each too. Like you give me, cause like, I feel like it's a little bit of a broad okay. swath otherwise. Give me uh, the positional breakdown of these five players, like one QB, three wide receivers, whatever. Wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, QB. Okay. Um, so wide receiver at the top. I mean, you just told me earlier on the stream that you're so bored of taking T Higgins. I got to imagine you have grips of T Higgins. He has to be in the top five. Okay, you're correct. I guess I have to drink for that, but good good yes. fucking call. Oh, wow, you actually paid attention. Nate, well, <laughs> well, you fucking said it literally like six minutes ago. It's not that impressive. Okay, number um, two, also a wide receiver. Number two, see, let me let me bounce around a little bit here. I need to orient on the tight end. I think you've like chilled a little bit on reaching for Kyle Pitts in the early third like you were doing, um, but I know you're still prioritizing it, so it has to be one of Kittle or Waller. Both are falling a decent bit. You didn't mention taking a ton of Kittle when we took him, which I think you would have. I will say Waller. Fuck. All right. He is, in fact, my number five exposed <laughs> player in the puppy in three. your head. So good. Although I'm going to botch this after a couple, I know. Well, I don't know. Honestly, I you know you shouldn't be surprised by two of them. One of them you might be, but maybe not if you've been paying enough attention throughout all the shows we do. So I have what? I got the one in the fourth for your exposures. You got the first and the fifth. First and the fifth. Um, okay. So the, uh, and then it's uh, a one more QB and two more wide receivers, Actually, right? You know what? I messed up my expo. It's two. Okay. So it's three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. My bad. I, I had a different, I had the overall exposures. Okay. Um, another wide receiver. So you're one place that you get funneled as a zero RB drafter is at that like five to round five to seven. And that's where you're passing on Jacobs, Gibson, Montgomery. And the guys normally there are Amon Ra, Elijah Moore, Drake London. Again, I knew you were taking a ton of Drake London early. Haven't heard that quite as much. I'm going to say Amon Ra St. Brown. You're in the wrong tier. It's a guy who usually goes in the second. Okay. Guy that normally, oh, uh, oh, you did say you were picking up your Tyreek Hill stuff. Is it Tyreek Hill? No. So you're on the clock. So you owe me a couple drinks, but what are we, do we just take Gibson here? Now that he's falling precipitously. <laughs> no, we need, th this is a gross spot. All right. Tom, Tom Brady. Who's going MIA on the team. Gibson at 93. You're going to make me be the asshole in the room. Have to say, take Gibson. No, you're the asshole in the room. All right, fine. All right. I'll drink for that. Two, two drinks for a running back. Mm. So with a zero RB build, we're going to be doing two drinks a little bit more. I think so. That's, that's going to be great for the show. Um, let's see. So who, who do I have so far? I have Waller. I have okay, Waller. Who's at number five. T Higgins. Who's at number one. Yeah. You're missing wide receiver at number two, running back at number three and a uh, wide receiver at number four. What fucking, uh, are you still on Tyler Algier? Oh, I certainly am. He's number three okay. <laughs> All right. at 28%. <laughs> oh my God. So you got my number two and my number four receiver uh, or number two overall and number four exposed overall, but they are both receivers. I will. Uh, I also will. I took Gibson, I think in a BBM three draft the other night, I will say once these guys um, get pushed out of what I consider the dead zone tier and like once Devonta Smith, Deandre Hopkins, Traylon Burke, Sky Moore are off the board. And then you're into that kind of next tier of wide receivers. I, I feel like the 
the floor scenarios and the boom bust nature and the committee stuff is like baked into that ADP. And the one thing that I would have been thinking about with this stuff and why I don't like Josh Jacobs and, and David Montgomery and don't mind the Gibson selection is we are trying to bank the like 25 point, 30 point game. And how do you get there? It's with really big plays. And we know Antonio Gibson's really explosive. We know he can be like a miniature Nick Chubb when he gets those touches. So with this format, I don't, I'm passing on guys um, like Jacobs and Montgomery who can't do that. But I do really think Gibson is a pretty good pick for how this structure works once he's slipping that far. Um, what do we want to do here? Boy, none of these guys make sense at QB. Uh, man, yeah, we have no, yeah, we're going to be a late with our stacks. Let's do, I don't know, James Cook. Yeah, I don't mind James Cook. I mean, I take the penny dip a lot. Like I'll take whoever falls. And that's something with, with Gibson, which would just be my case for him is that he falls enough that it's just worthwhile as a a zero RB build guy. Just take the ADP fallers. Um, but yeah, like I think cook is another guy. He's, he's steaming up a lot. Like he used to go in the one twenties. Now he's going 100 flat, which kind of worries me about taking him now, but it's hard to argue. Yeah, I did. I think Singletary, I saw a tweet today. Singletary was getting some buzz. Apparently he had some big play in training camp. I don't know. I, I don't think you can really go wrong with some of these rookies in here. We could have done what Willis did and reach on Garrett Wilson there. I don't even think it's a reach at 102. Um, but we did start with five wide receivers. And because we are not going to be getting an elite quarterback, we are going to be funneled toward a Cousins, a Tua, Baker, um, I think we'll probably be looking to round out some double stacks with those guys because they aren't offering quite as much rushing. So that's why I don't necessarily mind leaving a few wide receiver slots for late. Whereas sometimes like in that build, I was telling you where I started the draft with seven straight wide receivers. Like I'm just done. I'm done at wide receivers. There's no other double stacks to round out. Like then you have to make decisions solely based on your positional needs. I mean, that was how I was drafting with really no strategy attached to it. So I'm glad you're doing it with something going for it. I want you to go for my number two overall exposed player, though, because he's a rookie and I don't think he's going to be the first guy that pops to mind. Um, but it's I think a rookie wide receiver, there, a longtime splash play follower. You'll know uh, it's a rookie wide receiver. Yes. Um, and the way you're saying it makes me think, is it someone that gets selected outside of the top 10 rounds? Yeah, somebody that shouldn't be oh, drafted. Oh, you told me. You mentioned it. It's Alec Pierce. It is Alec Pierce. He's my yeah, number yeah. two overall, so I'll drink to that. I will drink to Alec Pierce. I think he's the most undervalued rookie in this entire format, and I'm I'm so excited for my Alex Pierce exposures with every athletic article that comes out about the Colts. Wait, I need to then ask a follow-up question. If you're hype on Alec Pierce and you're hype on, hype on Michael Pittman, how much Matt Ryan do you have? Um, In the puppy, let's see. I have – I think I get them separately a lot. I have 6% Matt Ryan in the puppy three. Okay. I'm just thinking like how many, how many, I wonder how many times you have both those guys on the same team. And if you're having both of those guys on the same team and you're betting against Jonathan Taylor in those builds, I would assume you want some Matt Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would like to get more Matt Ryan. I feel like his ADP was tough for me to pinpoint because sometimes he'd go very early. Sometimes he'd go very late. So I don't, I usually don't build around him. I'm usually done with QB by the time Matt Ryan goes late. Uh, but I take enough Kadarius Tony too, that it balances out. I have 18% Kadarius Tony in the puppy three. Um, my number four receiver though, you still haven't gotten him second round guy, uh, chalk week 17 correlation, which we can drink to. Uh, but I think uh, that should pinpoint him with Devontae Adams. Okay. Yeah. That was, that's my version of getting bored. Like when, when this all opened up and I was just hammering Devonte Adams and in, in Debo at the turn. And then I realized everyone was hammering Devonte mm-hmm. and Debo at the turn. And now I'm just bored with it, even though I still think it's completely fine. 
I still love it. Like that's one of my favorite ones to build and then try to get different somewhere else. The thing I've been trying to get not do it, not was locked into doing is taking uh either wall or kittle with those builds. I think that's probably the the most chalk construction. Um, so I <laughs> the super we, we Frankie went to corporate and he said, Hey, I have a really organic marketing opportunity. It's only gonna cost us five dollars in our marketing budget. This is what I do. I go on Splash Play, they have 147 people watching. I say, Imagine the possibilities with all these super chats. Next thing you know, these fucking streamers are drunk and pass right over our super chat, and I've drained our marketing budget. Well, lo and behold, Frankie, we're back and we are gonna make a pick here. Um, I think we just grab Kirk Cousins and get our yeah. first QB here. I support that. I've been liking the Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins stacks and uh, KJ Osborne, a lot of positive camp headlines for him. Apparently he's been the most improved guy in camp overall, which probably helps Noah Smith or him still coming back from his wrist issues, but, or thumb, I think whatever, something in there. Um, but I think KJ Osborne will be there for us. So I don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, Davis on the Swolecast was saying he thinks that the most frequented combo in all of underdog is Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, which I don't agree with mm. just in my own psychology of the times I get Justin Jefferson. I've never like going out of my way to get Kirk Cousins, but he he insists that everyone who gets uh, Justin Jefferson goes out of their way to get Kirk Cousins, which that hasn't been my personal experience. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I think the sharp chalk one, like the one that like a lot of people are doing, but is still kind of sharp is going to be the uh, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette build. Like, I feel like I see people do that a lot where that's their two running backs. They're like, great. I got my week 17 correlation out of the way and now I'm good to go. So like, I think that's one that I would say is probably the chalkiest, but besides that, it's gotta be like a Josh Allen plus Diggs or Josh Allen plus Gabe Davis. You would think. I was just trying to, I was thinking if this would look like a cool gif, like me getting a beer out of my cooler but it looks like it's just kind of shot like someone shot it like tell me if this looks cool what that actually did look pretty cool did yeah. it kind of look cool <laughs> yeah like i have like some button i press that catapults beers to me but honestly even with you throwing it to yourself it was like a good motion like it looked impressive thank you someone yeah. make a gift for that uh <laughs> hey got j mike in the chat uh celebrating 1k day thank you j mike we appreciate you we appreciate everyone in the chat. And in case you guys didn't catch wind of this, I, I feel like we've mentioned it, but at, in a half hour, when this stream ends, we are going to, it's going to be a different event. I believe I set it up correctly on YouTube to where for you guys, it should auto refresh and head over to the new stream. We'll see. Um, but if not, we are going to be doing a randomizer draft directly after this. I have the wheel loaded. Spags, did you uh, did you get a, uh, a look at some of those prompts that were coming? We're on in? the clock, by the way. Clock is ticking down. Six seconds. Fine. Fields. Um, want to do Damien? Okay. Wow. All right. Sure. I mean, at this point, I would start to take a QB just because I I've been asked out on QB a lot when I don't take one here. Um, but I like the I like the way you're thinking. I like this build. So the only reason that I didn't necessarily feel the sense of urgency is because I think Tua should still be kicking around. Maybe not by the time we pick. But then we also have Baker. We can do uh, Mariota stuff. We can build a, a backdoor. I think we could have justified uh, Tua there, but I just never like reaching for those quarterbacks that I don't think have massive upside. You know, like if I yeah. miss out on Tua, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over it. Pierce also is one of those guys has been like, there aren't a lot of reports about the Texans because nobody gives a shit about the Texans. Pierce though, like has won that job. Like he's the number one guy with, you know, some Marlon Mack. I think they're listed as co-starters, but like Pierce as a co-starter with a guy who like probably shouldn't be playing a week 17, like Damian Pierce to me is like, he was going 40 picks behind AP sometimes in some drafts I was doing. Like he's now properly valued, but he's still maybe a little bit undervalued for what he could be. Yeah. 
Eric trying to get me in some gotcha journalism here. I can I can show you. I have eight uh, percent uh, Jefferson, and let's see, my Kirk exposure five percent. So you just got destroyed by facts and logic. I have a flat with the field, 8% of Kirk Cousins and the Puppy 3, as opposed to a double the field, 17.9% Justin Jefferson and the Puppy 3. Um, Best Ball Moderate wants to know when Puppy 4. I heard the word on the street is it's actually going to be the Bergamasco Sheepdog is what's coming next. That was my favorite part of the Best Ball Bros video. Was like <laughs> I feel like you mixed in five really esoteric dog breeds that made me happy. Um, that like the wine guy. I feel like the wine guy should be a character that just is. Just, you do you do full hour long streams with him. It was kind of a, a bit of a callback when I did the NFT Bros video last fall and just coming up with nineteen different alliterative names for shitty NFT projects. Um, you know the agitated aardvarks. So yeah, cut. I did do I did some deep Google research on rare dog breeds. If if someone scrolled through my google history it's like why is peter looking for all these bizarre dog breeds well now you know why i i enjoyed it very much and i don't think uh for anybody who is actually asking seriously i presume there will not be another puppy now is best ball mania time where they want your entry to go to the 25 dollars entries yeah I, i've noticed it a lot in the deposit kingdom discord multiple channels people being like do you guys think best ball mania fills i told underdog they can cancel my contract on the spot if I don't fill this fucker before the start of the season. Uh, I do think Best Ball Mania 3 will fill though. So is that how they're paying the guaranteed prize pool is that they're just cutting <laughs> your contract and it's just a break even then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I told them I'd send my uh, cactus back for maxing last year too. Uh, we, we are big fans of underdog here. Of course, play along with us. Use the promo code splash or the promo code Pete. Honestly, use either, but uh, double your deposit up to $100 on underdog. If you're new to best ball drafts, do it now. Actually, Pete, fun fact. So one of our football outsiders guys who was uh, previously our senior data analyst at edge sports, he's now doing some fancy stuff for FO and basically helping us keep that product or that product in the right direction is what I'm hoping. Um, he didn't know that you, my podcast partner were the fantasy life newsletter guy. And he's like, Oh, I love this thing. And I didn't realize like, Oh, that's the same Pete. And I'm like, yeah, it's the same Pete. And he does a great job. He's actually very talented. And that I'd explain that that's a more uh, enjoyable uh, confusion than when people don't realize that uh, I have a connection to Pete Manzanelli, which uh, still seems to come up all the time. Um, I, I think we, uh, man, we have two interesting things here. I think we have to take Tua for our stack, but Irv uh, looks nice too, but tight end. I'm just so much more willing to, uh, to push. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't mind Irv. I do think Irv was like, people are still scared off of the the injury stuff where it's like he should be back by week one if not week two so he doesn't really matter for what we're trying to draft for to to take the prize down at the end uh but irv to me is one of those guys like if you're going to talk about not taking an elite tight end irv smith could be a, a top five you know elite level tight end next year he's young enough where like he could be one of those guys that bubbles up for the 2023 drafts i just want to show like a lot of times what happens on these streams is you hype up the players and you start talking about the players you want and then the chat's like that's a really good point maybe i should take him you know what i did i fucking fudded the shit out of tua until i got him to slide to us did you see how that happened there Spags? you might have been able to get irv there and fud tua for one more round would be my I thought have, i should have got harder on the fud and be like honestly i don't even get like correlation at this point doesn't even fucking matter because this guy's so bad the only person hyping him up is his own wide receiver yeah i mean and he has to he has to for all and of his why, money okay. why grab irv when you can get your double stack with Tua two rounds later I will say if you're doing a zero RB build, I feel like we should have better receivers. <laughs> like this is one of the things where I got like some shit feedback from people on the one DK draft. I had tweeted um, where like shit. My money is one of the sharp guys over at awesome or stochastic. Now um, was like, Oh, like I feel like a zero RB build should have better receivers. 
I feel like we should have a little more receiver talent given that we skipped everything else for eight rounds. I like our wide receivers. Um, to me, again, it all has to do, this is where you can't fall in the trap, right? Because if you said we end up with a seven wide receiver build and these are our seven wide receivers, I would agree with you, but we're going to make up for that lack of quality in those mid rounds that you're feeling, which I think you're rightfully feeling that with an extra wide receiver. So instead of being a seven wide receiver build, this could end up being an eight or a nine, depending on if we go, you know, six running backs or three QBs. Okay. I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. And I also think too, there is a little bit of an info advantage right now. If you've been following shows like this, of course, following, you know, the ETRs, the spike weeks, the ship chasings of the world, all of the stuff out there that, you know, that we, we swear by and enjoy all the people that do that content there. Like, I think there's an advantage where you can start to map out the rooms where like, you can get McKenzie, you can get dubs. You can start to get these guys. Like they're surged up enough, but they're still like cheap relative to some of the, you know, the upside they have and upside relative to what the news items are. Like I've actually kind of enjoyed taking four receivers and just trying to scan the room to get to get Alec Pierce, Dubs, McKenzie, uh, Pacheco. I, I'm so deep on Pacheco, man. Like I am, I am so team Isaiah Pacheco. It's not even funny. Wow. Like I think he should be going in the 150s. I will tell you, I'm 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 scooping up this Rojo dip. I'm fucking buying that dip hard. Uh, Lunchable says my bank is going to call me any second asking about these transactions. They should. I mean, Frankie's getting audited by the CEO of Divine Possibilities wondering about these super chats that he's, you know, claiming are a marketing expense. Oh, large. This is from the Brick Draft Caddy. Uh, my co-host on Lulz, Brian Hooper, has a caddy. You can load in all kinds of different information. So mine in here in the red are my personal exposures. This is for BBM3. This isn't actually my puppy exposures. Green is the week 16 matchup. Us thought leaders have memorized week 17 matchups, but not week 16. So I have that here. And then the blue is a target exposure. It's a basket of averaged exposures that are regressed. I don't even understand all of the words that are coming out of my mouth, but that is what is told to me. It includes, you know, Herzig's, Davis's, mine, Pat Crane's, and, uh, you know, maybe Spags if he's lucky, although I don't know if we want to be getting too much Alec Pierce in our targeted exposure. And there's also a link in the description. We've been giving Brick free plugs, I noticed, in the splash plays, which is fine because I we love Brick and Brian Hooper. And Lowell's honestly, I think if you are trying to get sharper about this and hear how a pro player who's made a lot of money, a lot more money than anybody else who's streaming out there, I'll give Brian uh, Brick, of course, the full kudos to that. Listen to Lulz, because I think, honestly, for me, it was very informative. Like, ship chasing, I'll give all the credit to for getting me and to understand and wrap my head around best ball, Rotoviz as well. But, like, listening to Lulz, I think the game theory of it, that's the next iteration. And, Pete, actually, something I didn't talk to you about, uh, Ryan Rinpak over at Osmo shared with me his exposures. His exposures are fucking batshit insane. Wild. Like, yeah. 100%. I, I don't even want to spoil it because we might have him on the show. 100% of one team, he's got every player. Like well, in every I remember, remember when we did a draft with him and I think he did like a mega, mega onslaught Chiefs. of that yes. charger. No, he did a, he did a chargers Rams onslaught in the, in the draft we were in. Oh, maybe it was a puppy then we're on the clock. This let's take our, Oh, oh we got all the pick of the litter of the running backs, but. Um, know. yeah, but I do think I still like Paris Campbell. Let's, uh, let's do Paris Campbell here. I mean, I got to get my Paris Campbell exposure through you because I'm team Alec Pierce, but they are both running in the starting wide receiver three groups. So I got it. The thing when you take Paris Campbell first is it's not mutually exclusive. Where's your Alec Pierce exposure at? Just so I can see that real fast. Let's see. 8%. I'm even okay, with the field. Okay, that's fine. As long as you're not under. If you're under, if you are under an Alec Pierce, either Pete <sighs> or anybody out there, I'm fucking coming for you because Alec Pierce is the next great thing in football. And nobody's saying it, Pete, but he runs a 4-4-40. He's running all fucking go routes for the for the Colts. It's going to be amazing. And he's the leverage against Jonathan Taylor. I love Alec Pierce. And I'm obsessed with him. Anyway, go on. 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So yeah, the Rin pack, I do, I do like, and I, I, um, I, I've mentioned this on a show before, but you were mentioning Brian and just that idea. You mentioned Rin pack, these guys that are approaching best ball from way more of a DFS game theory perspective than I think a lot of people who come into best ball. And I, I remember talking to Brian, it was last year at the beginning of the summer. So this was right when best ball mania two opened, And I was like, Hey, look at this tournament structure. I know you don't play best ball. Like what's the first thing that come to mind? And he goes, week 17 matchups, looking mm-hmm. at the correlations there. And so, like, it just goes to show you that the DFS players who view things through that lens, they immediately identify, like, the specific edges based on the structure. Obviously, that became a major talking point this year. But I do think it's um, that DFS background is is very helpful um, in that regard. Let's see. I, I, I think Michael Carter, for me, is a tear break at running back after him. So I, I don't mind taking Michael Carter. And if you want to twist my arm on Alec Pierce on Spags Day here on my channel, I'll do Alec Pierce. I mean, we can get Richie James late. We can get Matt Breida late. We can do some different things with the Giants Week 17 correlation. I think you need to get your Alec Pierce exposure at least to 9%. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. All right. So then let's back this out because I don't, there aren't worlds to me where Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell are smashes and Matt Ryan isn't along for the ride. So if we have He's three more picks... If we go, if we add Matt Ryan, he's definitely been drafted. Yeah. He who's taking Matt Ryan? Okay, I need to go look at this team. What the fuck, Nick Nico? All right. Okay. So you took three straight quarterbacks, Winston, Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones. Who do you have? Oh, you have Pittman. All right, whatever. Okay. I he's got the week seven. He's got double week 17 correlation. So double. Right, I wanted to be mad. I can't be mad. Also, we got to give this shout out to the chat. Uh, Josh Gillum and Star Kindler saying Taekwon TD. Taekwon Thornton, Pete, another guy. I've given you credit for a oh. lot of your, your 18th rounders and below who you start to say, like, draft him now. Taekwon is one of your guys, too, that I'm giving you credit for because I've been taking him. I, he, 6% I Taekwon. You're definitely more than the field, I would think. Yeah, I mean, Taekwon, the 6%, I mean, he's not getting drafted in, in every draft, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. But, yeah, he's been... He's been one of my favorite. I think I mentioned it last night on the show with Sean on ship chasing, which by the way, guys, like uh, if you want just a pure kind of conversation, setting the table for drafting this year, uh, I don't think anyone is smarter at analyzing this stuff than Sean Siegel. We had a two hour conversation with him last night on ship chasing and uh, it was really good. But yeah, I was mentioning on that show how the Mac Jones backdoor double stacks are just so comfy on underdog because Mac Jones is there. And then Kendrick Bourne is there and Taekwon Thornton. And I really think if you priced, in my opinion, the odds of like how those guys finish those two, along with Jacoby Myers and Devonte Parker, to me, it's like a wide open kind of contest between those four. And yet there's like a six round gap between Jacoby and Parker and then Thornton and Bourne. And so the fact that you can play it that way, so much cheaper is, is definitely put me on Thornton. And also every day when I'm writing the newsletter and scrolling through the news, it's like another Taekwon blurb, another mm-hmm. Taekwon blurb. And one thing I always think about with this new stuff is like, yeah, I was laughing about the, you know, Tyreek hyping up Tua, but when you see it over and over and over again, it starts to ingrain itself in you. And, and Taekwon Thornton has been one of those guys that brrr, steady drumbeat all year. No, I'm with you on that. And it's he's also like a field stretcher, which I kind of assumed based on the draft profile and just what the Patriots draft that he'd be kind of a, a short dink and dunk guy. But he's like legitimately been getting 50 yard bombs for Mac Jones. So 
I very much support the Taekwondo. I'm already hiccuping. That's going to bode well for Randomizer. Um, I think that's a pick that I feel really good about. And also worth pointing out, as part of the news items that we didn't get a chance to hit on because we had to hop with the puppy before it filled, James White's retired. So you could take yeah. Ty Montgomery in the 18 or 17-2 and get a really weird double stack that actually might get some burn. Yeah, I have a lot. I mean, the Ty Montgomery call from Gretsch was just incredible. He was on this from it's a so mile early, away. Yeah. The problem is, is it just is not as sexy on underdog. Like the thing you're really mm. hanging your hat on with Ty Montgomery is if he catches six balls because he's just not going to rush for a ton. He's not going to rack up, you know, a ton of big plays. So on FFPC, you get that full point. It's pretty nice. It's a little tougher sell for me on underdog here. Let's see. I, I do think Zamir White, I'm, I'm shocked that he's still kicking around at 189 here. Yeah, I agree. It's like if, if you're in a draft where they're not taking Josh Jacobs, you know, at ADP or even close to it, and then they also don't take Zamir White at ADP, that doesn't make sense. Like one of those guys is going to be there or Kenyon Drake, like Kenyon Drake doesn't even get drafted. Brandon Bolden doesn't get drafted either. But like these guys are all going to get looks in that backfield. Like I, I worry now for the Josh Jacob exposure I have and and we're not taking him a lot now. Um, just want to also quickly put a, a flag for the Tyquan Thornton thing. Apparently, it was a red zone touchdown he got in this preseason game. So, uh, Tyquan Thornton showing some versatility. And uh, I think on the underdog stream, they were talking about him maybe being a Marquez Callaway that gets steamed up today. Um, the, the one with Matt Harmon, which good good listen I if you see- check it out. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we're going to get an avalanche of data points this weekend with all the preseason games mm. too. So I, I think we're going to see some fun ping ponging here. So we're we're one more running back and one more wide receiver in this build. I think. Um, I don't mind, you know, I continue to hammer Dearness. You see that? Yeah, yeah um, I don't mind that. Do you want to just get ahead of the Taekwon if we're going to just talk him up? You want to just yeah, grab him? Yeah, I mean, look, we've been hyping him up enough. We're going to steam him. So, yeah, let's take hey, Taekwon. Specs, do you know do you know who, hang on, let me go full screen for this. Do you know who the Patriots play in week 17, dude? I, I, I do, but I, tell me, Pete. No, but, like, if we had theoretically drafted a couple players on the team that they play in week 17, maybe a double stack, do you think that might be a good pick? Maybe an unheralded QB? Yeah, hey, cheers. Yeah. Here's, if, here's if you Miami had Marquez Callaway. Once I got the Marquez Callaway comp, I was sold on the Taekwon Thornton <laughs> pick. Honestly, the Miami-New England stack for week 17, like, I know you talked about Cleveland-Washington. That still probably is the lowest owned. Miami-New England, though, can't be far behind. Like, in terms of that, like, maybe the running backs in one part, but it's not, like, a full stack. Yeah. I didn't really listen to what you were saying. I was kind of like reading the chat. <laughs> the week to like 17 correlation games, New England, Miami's got to be bottom two, three. I, I got to give a shout out again, as I ignore the thing you just repeated. Uh, <laughs> Nick, a lot of our commenters multitasking tonight. We had Lunchable Connoisseur who was super chatting, drafting on his phone, talking to his bank. Nick says he's trying to multi-table puppies while listening to you and eat dinner. And it has went terribly. You know, we we all multitask here on this show. That's what we do. We should all learn from Davis Maddock, who's somehow able to draft two puppy teams while doing all of his content uh, every day. <laughs> that I could not do. Like, I actually thought about queuing up a puppy while I was like, it was like 6.15 or so, 6.30, and was like, oh, maybe I should get a few more in. And uh, I did not get any more in. I'm three, I'm three deep. What do you have? Oh, I'm almost up. So I'm, this is my number three. I've got two done. Okay. Two empties. Matt. Matt, talk dirty to me. I'm in 32 slow puppies right oh, slow now. Puppies. Oh, slow puppies need extra love. We do not uh, go extra slow. This is the Kama Sutra of underdog drafting. 32 slow puppies. I like to edge. Sometimes I go in to make my pick, and then I pull out and say, nah, I'll come back in later. <laughs> I can't believe that this stream is going to be what gets you canceled from your... <laughs> Luxurious fantasy life gig. <laughs> <laughs> at 
risk now because we hit a thousand subs on YouTube. That's going to make us ones and ones and not. A little inside baseball for everybody. We appreciate all you guys watching. Of course, if you're watching the Peach Channel, head over to the Randomizer stream, which is another separate link on Peach Channel right after this one uh, coming up in 15 minutes. And of course, subscribe to the Splash Play channel where uh, Pete also, you might know this brought me some joy. We did pass Spike Week. They beat us to 1K, but now we're ahead of them because of your, I think your personal request on the YouTube like post thing, like that gave us a pretty big bump. Um, You know, Rising Tide lifts all boats. We love the Spike Week crew. Um, mm -hmm. Only Spags and and these guys are scoreboard watching. I just want best ball to succeed, man. I just want everyone in America to get a fucking cacti sent to their house for maxing one of these tournaments. I shit, believe cacti I is the plural of, of cactus. <laughs> get stabbed Jeez. by the cactus there, but the cactus you were showing love to. What a metaphor that is. I think I owe two more Willis on the bonk. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I will right. say I, I ate some pretzels before this, like, like, a not like just pretzels. I like got out of a bag. Like I got like Philly pretzels, which are apparently a thing. Um, and a pretzel dog. Who and some shit. took Eno. Sorry. Continue. No, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm dangerously full right now where the randomizer stream might have me spewing up something <laughs> just out of pure <laughs> fullness. So, uh, something I... to tune in for. I know Lauren was like, you need to eat up here. You need a nice solid base if you're going to be drinking that. I don't know why I'm acting like she's a 90-year-old woman. Uh, but now <laughs> I feel so Lauren, incredibly right? full. Um, should, I say we get a little correlation. You want to tack on uh, Sony to this this Tua build here? I mean, if it's highlighted, we could say Chris Evans, of course, who is in fact on Let's the odds to date Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Spags, if there's one thing I like more than correlation, it's a beautiful segue to a splash play news item. Well, of course, Chris Evans, uh, in fact, number six on the list for odds to date Kim Kardashian, uh, tweeted eye emojis towards the odds for himself. But uh, it is a, of course, Kim Kardashian back in the market after dating <laughs> West, dating Pete Davidson. And now Chris Evans, I think he's <laughs> been one of my favorite draft players anyway in best ball drafts because he's leveraged against Joe Mixon. And here he is getting in the fray. And I love it, Pete. I love to see Kidden play ABC once. <laughs> Hang on. I want to I want to read these all because there's a point that I want to emphasize that just cracks me up in this list from Odd Shark. Van Jones plus 800, Pete Davidson plus 900, Ray J plus 1000, Nick Cannon plus 1000, Jamie Foxx plus 1200, Chris Evans parentheses Cincinnati plus 1400, Harry Styles plus 2000, Kanye parentheses <laughs> but no plus 22 it's like what of these other guys would determine a pre like donald trump parentheses president plus twenty thousand. i love chris evans getting the parentheses bagels it's so good well because otherwise people think it's the actor chris evans so i initially thought like odd shark must have queued this up and it's like an auto tweet but i think it actually is him he's also the only athlete on the list which is kind of surprising given the kardashian trajectory and did you I would see michael b jordan's transformation for that rocky movie don't say he's the only athlete on the list that's true and his name is michael jordan hard to argue <laughs> yeah. that but number six for chris evans i'm not mad at it. like what do they know like his odds always come from somewhere like why is he on this list yeah, that's what I don't know. And like, so, and also his reaction to it is clearly he like, he's loving this. He yeah. loves that he's on this list. How does the fucking third string running back on the Bengals 
end up on this list. I mean, second string in some people's eyes, pass catching back, some could say, but I, I love Chris Evans. He got a lot of exposure to him. Great 18th round pick. So uh, I support it fully. And I think if anything, he needs to soar up the ranks now, just sheerly based on this news. <laughs> Chris Evans walking into week one after backing Kim K. <laughs> Stephen A is one of those guys where like I hated him when I was in my early like sports blog career, and now it's just like man to make eight million dollars a year just be that fucking antics. Who is this? Is this Samaj P Ryan's burner account? What man will be next for her? I say Chris Evans and his little penis is up next. I mean, come on, Samaj. Well, that was another thing. So the Bengals fans were hopping into the replies to the odds and going like, oh, Chris Evans last week was saving some children from a burning bus, and I was like, all right, Bengals, good bit by them, but I I just don't get it. Uh, yeah, the chat also pointing oh. out that Adesanya is one of the most terrifying UFC fighters. <laughs> Spec just called him not an athlete. I got like 40 pounds on him, so bring it, Israel Adesanya. If not, it's going to lean on you. Call it a day. I just want, I'm trying to do some actual research here on the spot to see if they have some kind of connection. Like, I just want to know where this is coming from. Thank you, fucking shitty Michigan Wolverines blog, for not giving me anything. Does anyone uh, know? Like, why Why are they in? Why is he in this tweet? So there was also, like, uh, she's dated Reggie Bush before. So they're like, oh, maybe it's like a running back. She loves thing. scat backs. <laughs> she, loves, she loves guys who are elusive in space. So Chris Evans bubbled up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and, and then you're getting the... Wait, hang on. Hang on. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Spags, I just... I have to throw something out here. Is there a chance that they mean Chris Evans, Captain America, an odd shark thought that it mean might have I been... said out loud when we started? <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, I've just been ignoring you all show. Like they're they're like e like you know Excel spreadsheet V lookup was like pulled Chris Evans and it's like Cincinnati because they're normally posting sports odds. Right, I don't think that's right. the case. I got Chris had. Evans, real Chris Evans, actor Chris Evans is married, I believe. I got had. This is this is a bit. <laughs> fucking odd shark engagement farmed me i got engagement farmed by odd shark oh that's you hate to see the engagement farmer become the engagement farm me <laughs> so it's brutal all right so we gotta hop over are we just, we're just gonna end the stream early and take, <laughs> take a free no no, no we're gonna we're gonna time this up nice i mean if there's one thing we can do it's vamp how many well, beers deep are you right now uh i finished my three this is number four i have some news items if we want to <laughs> we're gonna tackle about a yeah let's this is where spag says a news news item and he's like uh fucking 19th string wide receiver is looking impressive in camp and i'm like oh yeah that'll that'll really get people to watch this show speaking of 19th string wide receivers russell gage undisclosed leg injury tom brady also has a pre-planned personal absence won't be back till august 20th pete is it combining with the antonio brown tweet we talked about earlier is it a bad scene for the bucks that perhaps could portend an atlanta falcons nfc south win i think it just means I think it's the universe's way of telling you you're a fucking idiot for drafting Russell Gage in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I I almost said Coolio today. I still didn't do it because I'm not going to at this point. Uh, but I did almost say Coolio today. Russell Gage, undisclosed leg injury, not my favorite thing to hear. Uh, James White retires. We talked about that. Rondale Moore getting a lot of buzz. Hang on. We, sorry. More. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, speaking of undisclosed in the box, did you see the news item that Tom Brady's taking an, uh, an absence for undisclosed reasons? Are you doing a bit? You're doing no, a bit. it sounds like I'm doing a bit. It sounds like a fucking Jimmy Fallon being like, hey, do you guys see uh Tom Brady is taking a he's taking a leave for uh undisclosed reasons? Uh I, said I guess that he should I guess I guess leader. he should I guess he should have uh disclosed that he only eats smoothies. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, Tom Brady, yes, taking part, taking an unplanned person. Actually, it's planned, uh, personal absence. But Rondale Moore getting Rondale Moore back in the news. Everybody getting a lot of buzz. This Rondale Moore. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Everyone getting a lot of buzz. Apparently, going to run some <laughs> vertical seam routes that Christian Kirk left behind. Uh, Pete, do you care about Rondale Moore, a guy that you've never talked about in a stream? Uh. Tom Brady took an undisclosed leave <laughs> of absence. You want another hour of this? Head over to the randomizer stream coming up. I am deeply worried about. It. I honestly, I tried to not look at the tweets. I guess before we do the show, um, I didn't look at the like the apps because I didn't want to spoil it. But like, I, I that's I, no, I, it's a pretty. Yeah. The the thing is, it, it gets balanced because I do get submissions via Google form as well, and those are oh, away from from your eyes. So even oh, if you do cheat, I will say last week, Harditz was fucking cheating on multiple of those questions. He admitted it at one point. He admitted it, and then I caught him googling another one. And I get it. Sometimes people make unreasonable asks in the prompts, but you know, cheaters never prosper, is what I've been told. Also, fun fun look into your future, Pete. Uh, Alex texting me, "Why won't he sleep?" Because we're <laughs> trying to put Luke into bed right now, and he will not go to bed. So, uh, oh boy, I can't wait. You're gonna. It's coming at a bad time for you, content wise, my friend. <laughs> I'm so narcissistic. When you said that, "Why won't he sleep?" I thought she was referring to me, and I was like, "Well." <laughs> I am going to sleep well after tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, other news. Uh, Nikhil <laughs> hang on. Hang on. I'm trying to make money here, Specs. Um, how big of a... Wait. Hang on. I'm going to go back to this. We just got to rewind. Are you... Tell me right now. Are you about to do a Nikhil Harry blurb? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no. Anyways, Best Ball Moderate says, how big of a super chat to see a beer chug? Let's find out, Best Ball Moderate. I'll go like this if it's too small, and then you can keep going <laughs> until I chug a beer. Uh, is that isn't that how you conceived spags this is the odds that you ever get invited back on another one of my streams we're locked in now for this one they're Pete competing with preseason games going like yeah i'll get that fucking, I'll do fucking randomizer. randomizer don't think i'll rug you there's a lot of guests that i would feel very embarrassed to rug i'll fucking rug you hard uh, so Ryan Jones actually getting this right, uh, <laughs> saying Isaiah Coulter with a nice showing in camp today. Uh, Isaiah Coulter stepping up in Akil Harry's absence. He's out for eight weeks, Pete, with an ankle injury, and it's important because he was running with the first team. No one cares about Isaiah Coulter. Like <sighs> they're gonna care when he's the 18th round player you needed. <laughs> this is absurd. Why? Why is the chat all talking about Mike Davis, guys? I mean, why are we talking about the sixth string running back on the Ravens? I mean, I think there's a preseason game going on right now for the Ravens oh. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and they're playing Mike Davis? Mike Davis is getting the Josh Jacobs treatment? Who could have seen oh, yeah. that coming? Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, if you want to see J.K. Dobbins out there is really what you want to see. No, Mike Davis. I'm, I'm glad Mike Davis is employed. I'll give him that. Spags, our real tightrope walk. I, feel, I want to make sure we hit this transition mm -hmm. at exactly 8 p.m. to randomizer. So you're, so you're got, known as being the anal guy. This is where push comes to shove because Spags wants this to hit plus 60 minutes for whatever anal reasons. And I want to start exactly at 8 PM for whatever anal reasons. And you know, who's going to win out the guy who fucking controls the ones and twos over here. Uh, well, maybe where Isaiah Coulter talk could get us over the finish line. <laughs> He's like, former Spags, what kind of news are, do you, do you play a game with yourself every day when you put together the show sheet? You're like, how can I find the most uninteresting camp news to bring to the people? 
There's a lot of Isaiah Coulter buzz out there. The industry I, is I read all the tweets. I haven't seen fucking one Coulter buzz. It's all been about Isaiah McKenzie. You want to talk about a steady drumbeat? You want to get boners going in the audience? Start talking about Isaiah McKenzie. No one gives a shit about Isaiah Coulter. Isaiah Coulter does sound the most like Isaiah Boner, if we're being yeah. honest. Nick, our show's sponsored by Underdog. We don't talk about fucking, we don't give a shit where you got Saquon in your DraftKings draft. Yeah, now DraftKings is soft. We all know that. Best, best way to spend $5 out of the puppies full. Greg, thank you. That's what I'm asking. But that's why, that's why, what if he's the player you need? Because Greg doesn't know Isaiah Coulter. 1% owned <laughs> Isaiah Coulter in best ball mania. Get out of here. Oh, we're jumping to the Get other stream. here. Um, we are going to go to the other stream. We are going live over on the randomizer draft. I'd like to imagine that it's a completely different audience and they just don't know what's been going on over here. Um, gonna, why are these guys fucking sauce? Why are they ever doing this show? <laughs> All right. I believe someone test this out. Someone stay on this screen. It should refresh you to the randomizer show. If it doesn't, wait about a minute and then find it on your own. We'll see you over on the randomizer. Yeah.